Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you want to watch a 10-minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hi, designers. Today, I am working in Procreate. And um, you guys know I have feelings. I have some strong feelings about Procreate. If you're on the podcast, you're going to hear me talking about the things that I'm working on. If you're on the YouTube channel, you're going to see me actually working in Procreate. So I'm not. this is not a tutorial on Procreate. Instead, actually, what we're going to be talking about is... Um, thinking about and using Procreate smartly. Now, one of the biggest issues that we have with Procreate is that it is a pixel-based program. This causes me all kinds of headaches, and I'll tell you why. It's great for certain things. There are certain things that we do um, in our program that really caters specifically to um to working in Procreate. So like we have designers who love working in Procreate and 100% uh, we, you know, it's no big deal. We can, we can stay in Procreate. It's not that big of a deal. But the problem with it, the biggest problem we have with it, other than it going back and forth on me right here, right now, um, as I test the brush sizes, um, is that it is um, a program that is pixel-based and then therefore when I go to use it for something else, um, I am stuck at a certain size. Now, today I'm working in a letter size artboard, okay? And the reason I'm working in letter size is you can do a little bit bigger here in Procreate, but it's because it doesn't really do a lot bigger. It does a little bit bigger, but not tons bigger. Um, and so because of that, um, you can't make these super humongous things. Now, we had a designer who got a, um, that got a commission through Design Suite Agency. That, so that is our agency that we do in Design Suite for our Elite and Stars members. So they have access to it. So um, when we have our designers who are working for that, I'm usually the creative director over those projects. And we worked on a mural that was going to be done in Procreate or Photoshop. It was both, okay? But we had to do things a little differently because we were working with an 80 foot by um, eight foot, nine foot wall. So that means that when you are working in pixels, we have to make everything super huge. We have to be real smart about how we're doing it, how it's all kind of like coming together. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, the production work on that particular piece was a pain. It was pretty painful, um, but we were able to get it done. We just had to break it up. We had to break up all of our pieces so that it made it workable for each of the thing. By the way, Ashley Foster, who ended up being the designer for that, only 19, 
and in Design Suite. Um, she's currently in our elite program. She did a phenomenal job. If you ever want to see it, uh, it's with the Los Gatos Gymnastics Company for their three and four year old room. Huge, gorgeous kitty cat um, wall with fairies and this amazing forest and a little fairy castle. It's just absolutely beautiful. It turned out really good. So, um, yeah, I mean, so many great projects that, that, um, really can come out of Procreate. You just have to think smart about it. So let me talk to you about my, my favorite tip about Procreate. So those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel, I just want you to take a look at the layers pal palette. You'll notice that I'm working on a single layer. It's the original layer that it, it gave me to work on. Um, when I change colors, I am going to add another layer. Why? Because we do not want to be designing all of this stuff on the same layer. My kids love playing here in Procreate and when they do it, they usually don't layer out things. I think there's two schools of thought here on Procreate. They're the people who kind of uh, put together on a layer similar stuff. So if I'm, I'm drawing a cat, maybe I put the entire cat on layer one. And then if there's like a dog in it, layer two might be the dog. And if there's a background, that might be layer three that you pull down below the other layers. But I think the school of thought that's better is by color, not by item. So um, for example, I'm gonna go back to layer one because I'm, I'm drawing this like gray rose thing. Um, but instead of starting a new layer for this gray, instead what I'm gonna do is I've got another rose over here in the same color. And instead of starting a new layer, I'm still on layer one, okay? And the reason I'm doing that is to keep my colors together. Now, why is that so important? It is really good when you go to vectorize it. So I like my stuff to find a way into vectorization. Now, if you're someone who has not used Illustrator before and are planning on using it in the future, um, this is the way I would suggest you really think about using Procreate because it's totally usable for designers as long as we're thinking about how we can figure out how to vectorize it for later. Now, why is vectorization so darn important? It's important because um, later when I go to get this all very easily set up in a repeat, whether I'm using it in wallpaper or I am using it in um, uh, a fabric design or, or anything like that, uh, repeats are made easiest in, um, in Illustrator. I used to, when I, when I worked for Northcott, we used to do this in Photoshop and it still can be done in Photoshop. It's just kind of a nightmare. It's, it takes a long time. You have to separate the layers out. You have to give them little boxes of color to make sure that the, the printers that are screen printing it know exactly what they need to do. So it can be just a little bit painful. You retain the quality in Photoshop if you have like a sketcherly look. Um, and some of you might be like, that's what I'm gonna do. That's why I want that look. Um, I recommend you make sure you know how to do it really well in Illustrator before you um, get too, uh, too crazy about working it in Photoshop because Photoshop is, is more difficult for creating repeats. The other reason is if I ever wanna take this and turn it into a logo 
or I wanna use it as an SVG design. In particular, SVGs do not work well with pixels. In fact, they don't work at all. Um, so except for print and cuts or sticker sheets. So you're going to want this in a different format in order to, to do anything with it if you're gonna do, do die cuts. Okay, so I finished with the gray. Um, what I'm gonna do is come over to layers. I'm gonna go to layer two. So I've done all the gray on a single layer. Layer two, we're going to, uh, let's do, let's do like a fun, like, I don't know, what I call like cheese, <laughs> cheese color, okay? All right, and um, I'm gonna do just the centers of these. But the other reason I love this for colors is if I hate this color, like if I'm like, oh, this color was a terrible choice. When I take it into Photoshop later, when I take it into um, any other program later, it's no big deal. I can easily change and select everything on this layer to a different color. So I actually don't spend a lot of time, I'm only for your guys' sake, am I even caring about color here? Very often you will see I will choose hideous colors <laughs> when I'm working in Procreate. And why? Because the colors don't matter to me. My final production work, if those of you who have done the uh, design process model, you know production time on something like Procreate usually takes a lot of time. And it's going to be changing the colors, making sure everything works the way you want it to work. Very often, these colors don't end up as the, the final colors. They don't for me anyway. Maybe, maybe some of you really love making sure your colors are perfect in Procreate, and I don't. I So much, you guys know I have a wallpaper shop, and we try to come out with any particular design would have like 20 or so um, colors in it, um, and not 20 or so colors, 20 different variations of color. And so because of that, we can't get crazy about, um, about color. Like I don't go, oh, this is it. This is the only color something can be in. I, I don't uh, do that. Very often I know that color is uh, the eye of the beholder, and uh, depending on what you're working on, it should work for different circumstances. And so um, I really quite like being able to vary those colors to do different things with it. Now you'll notice I am doing kind of a different look here on the leaves. It's more of a sketcherly look. This is a good and a bad thing. It's kind of breaking up all the uh, thick layers of color I've got going on here, but it's gonna be a little bit terrible later when I go to vectorize this. Why? It's not gonna have the same feel or look. So one of the things I talk to my designers about is like being very careful and being very confident in the way you're using stroke lines in particular to make sure that it makes sense for the overall look. Very often when we mix stroke lines and we mix um, fills, it's not a good thing, okay? And so you can see I'm doing things here to kind of make it thicker, to change some of the, the feel of it so it's less strokey and that it has uh, a different feel to it. All right, let's play with shading. Now, you might be like, but Karina, like, you know, I think the shading, if we could just do it right on top, it would be the best. I do it on a totally different layer. I'm doing like this really uh, dark gray here. Um, you can do a lot of different things with it. I am, I will tell you right now, you guys, I'm not some 
crazy amazing expert in um in uh procreate instead i am someone who likes to play and i like to be careful because um, procreate offers a lot of brushes that make things very fun in here but are quite terrible for when i later try to bring it into another program so um, that's why I'm always careful with even some of the brushes I'm using. You can see this one, I don't love it. It's just a little too, it's not as precise as I want it to be. Let's make it smaller. Do you guys do this when you're like playing? So you'll notice I'm not worried about staying in the edges. I will just clip this in Photoshop later. Some of you will clip this in Procreate. That's totally fine. Oh, did you guys see this? It's kind of bugging me. So I don't like things that look like a drop shadow at all. It kind of bugs. Makes me a little bit crazy. So I'm just adding a little shading here and then, um, well, I can show you how I would clip it in Procreate. Just be aware, like, so one of the things I hate about this is that when I go to vectorize it in Illustrator, it's not going to look soft and nice. Like, it's probably going to be pretty, pretty direct, but for just the sake of, like, hanging out with you guys here today, so we're, like, playing with it, so you can see what I'm doing, um, I'm just going to just keep messing with it. Okay, so what you can do is I made the make the assumption you can do if I come down to layer one and that's I want all of that shading to fit into layer one. If you come in and um, we just need to do a selection. So I believe if I select like that. Okay, so you can um, create a clipping mask. So the the shaded area I'm just gonna pull that layer down to be right above layer one right here. I'm going to click on this and you can see here there's a clipping mask option. So just click clicky, clipping mask and you can see that it has clipped into uh, that uh, flower that I was working on. Pretty easy. Anyway, I love Procreate. I think it's a great program. It's just be very careful as you're using it. When I go to take these four layers into uh, my software, what I'm going to do is probably... Uh, vectorize every single layer individually. So your production time is gonna go up if you're using Procreate. And as long as you're aware of that, you should be good. Also being aware that I'm not gonna get all of these soft lines like I'm seeing them here, that they're going to change and I'm gonna have to make some adjustments if I vectorize them. That's, that's the other reason. Now, the other question I get often is like, um, well, do I have to vectorize things, Karina? And the answer is no. There are plenty of mediums where you don't have to vectorize them, but it means that you have to format things a certain way. You have to be thinking about them in advance. Don't just be creating art for the sake of art, you guys. Like my, my book that's coming out in January is gonna be talking about that and all the artists who didn't do that, all the artists that did do it and maybe starved a little bit. Um, so you're gonna wanna keep your eye out for that because I think customer-based art where you're really building and thinking smart about the end result is gonna really help you as you are looking to become profitable and be a, a money-making designer. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. It's fun creating with you today, and I'll see you soon. Hey, 
did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.